For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Folks, back on the Boss Man Show, special guest, Co-Sam Proyer of the Howard Bison Golf Team, a TSU Tiger like myself, so I want to talk to my my fellow TSU Tiger alumni. Coach Proyer, how things up with you guys in D.C., man? Man, things are great right now. Honestly, I have zero complaints. Uh, you know, at the end of the day, I'm, I'm, I'm grateful for each and every day. Most definitely. Now, Coach, you know, uh, you're starting a program at Howard from the ground up. Steph Curry stepped up big with a great donation to the university for six years for your program there. So you just hired this year as the coach of the golf team, men's and women. So how has the transition been for you with the golf team, taking over at Howard now and being where you've been over your career and building this thing from, from the ground up, coach? Well, I, first of all, you know, as you know, it's, it hadn't been a typical year. So that within itself has made the transition pretty interesting. I mean, from COVID to uh, the lack of contact to the the, the recruiting deadlines, uh, the recruiting dead period. So it's been it's been a crazy year, honestly. The last six seven months have been bananas. But at the same time, it's actually been interesting because it has forced you to have a lot more conversation and communication with your team. I feel like you through, and I'm a communication person, so I feel like through the communication realm, you're forced to uh, speak more and you get to know your players. I think a little better. Uh, although you're not in physical contact with them. So for me, it is different, but at the same time, I take it as a nice challenge. Yes, indeed. And, Coach, you know, I think you take, take your pride in doing something from the ground up as well because, you know, when you get to start some like your foundation, set your culture from the from day one, I think that's really be, be great for you as you build a program for, you, for years to come here. Yeah, I think so. I think, you know, at the end of the day, I think, you know, we're trying to right now lay, lay the bricks, lay the framework, lay the groundwork uh, for something that's sustainable year after year after year. And, you know, although it is a, you know, six-year investment on the front end, I'm looking at it as a lifetime investment because to me, like I tell students all the time, it's not a four-year decision when you decide to come play for me. It's a 40-year decision because of the, the decisions that you make, the opportunities that you create, um, and the experiences, they last a lifetime even when those four years have, have all been – all have come and gone. Yes, indeed. And, Coach, you know, um, Howard's a great university, a great, great city of D.C. It's a great recruiting point already just going to Howard Education in the city of D.C. So, as you start this golf team from, from the ground up, where's the pitch to young recruits that remain here in Atlanta and beyond who hear this interview go globally who might want to get in, who are golfers in high school now and want to come play collegiately in the MEAC conference with you guys? Well, I look at it this way. I mean, number one, if just my track record, I mean, I've won everywhere I've gone. So, you know, you can go out and play for another coach and the coach will say, well, if you come here, then I think we will do this. We might win. Well, you, if I say, hey, come play for me, you can look at my track record, and it'll, it will say, you come play for me, and we will win. Now, I've coached 12 years. I have six rings. I challenge you to put that up against another coach with a national championship ring, a Big Ten championship ring, a couple coach of the years, four of the conference titles, and a ton of collegiate victories winning tournaments. So I'm comfortable with my track record. I've seen I have a couple guys I've coached that are still on the actual PGA Tour that being said, I can tell you what those people are doing in order to get better. I can tell you what they did in order to get better. 
I can tell you what they're doing to maintain and try to always maintain that level to keep trying to, you know, play for that check. That's the one thing I can give a young person that a lot of people can't. Most definitely. And you know what Coach is so great about it is, like I said, you've, you talk about off the air that you played for Coach Dart since Tennessee State University, the first woman's coach in, in the D1 there as far as a woman there. How was that experience for you at Tennessee State playing for her? And what is she instilling you as you coach guys and girls today to be better golfers? I love Coach. I mean, I, I went to play for an 88. I love Coach. And, you know, we laid it the rest two weeks ago. And I'll be honest with you. Um, a lot of what you didn't know then that you know now and, and you realize she was in your corner. Uh, and that, don't, that doesn't mean that you didn't go at it. I mean, we went at it. Coach and I had some, t some crazy times, but I knew she cared about me. I knew that she was trying to make me a better man. Uh, and I think inherently the way she saw it is if she, she made me a better man, the golf ball will be easy. And I take that same approach. I actually, it's, it's interesting you asked that question. I told one of the guys on my team today, uh, we were talking earlier today. I said, my goal is for him to, of course, try to live his dreams and make it on tour. My real goal is for him to become an incredible, incredible young, young uh, African-American business person that he's able to take care of his family. All of his dreams will be able to come true and that he'll be able to do the things that he thinks he needs to do to impact and impart his wisdom on the world. We just had that conversation earlier today. Most definitely, because, you know, like you said, it's a 40-year commitment when you come play for you because you same here, like, you know, I'm still close to Coach Allen, Coach Alexander. I'm still close to Nolan Richardson III. I still talk to all these guys, Daniel Ford. I still talk to these guys. Right. After being at Tennessee State University, I said relationship with these guys. I was freaking out of freaking out camp as a kid at YSP program. Right. So I know, I, saw, right. I know how coaches can – impact you. He impacted me as a, a young man. And the fact I still talk to him today right. is great, you know. So having a great coach in your corner who can instill stuff in you, talk to you, because as a coach, you impact lives every day, all day. <laughs> and what you say and do and help right. and shape mold young young black African American men and women is so key knowing what was going going on in our world so that day right now, coach, which is crazy around us right now. Oh, absolutely. And I think you're right. I think the coach, in a lot of respects, the coach doesn't get the credit. And I, I mean, I'm okay with that, but the coach plays a very pivotal role in that development. You know, in my case, you're trying to develop them on the course and also off the course. So, I mean, I don't take, and I don't take that for granted. I realize that's an incredible responsibility to have a, a family put their young person in your care for four years. And I hold that dear. Yes, indeed. And you know what, Coach? I also feel this way about golf. It's like golf is a, is a sport where you can get stuff done business-wise. Like you said, I've become a young businessman. I know me. I have my degrees in business. A lot of deals are made on the golf course, tennis courts. So you're playing a sport that can take you farther. You can play late in life. You know, football, basketball, it stops for you. But tennis and golf – a lifetime sport you can play whenever, whoever you want to. So I think that is a great thing about golf is that it's a lifetime sport that can bridge the gap for a lot of different things, open a lot of doors, and get stuff done. Well, I agree, and I think too. I mean, if you think about it, what you're doing is you're creating a you you're, you're creating a lifestyle. The key is you're creating a lifestyle, and I think as these young people develop jobs in corporate America or they become entrepreneurs and do it on their own. You know, becoming a member of that country club, becoming a member of that public course, playing golf with their clients, uh, regardless of what they do, becomes a piece of the norm. And it's good, at least if you can speak that language with them, which will help you in different forms of, you know, in, in your own personal life and business life. I just don't know how you can go wrong. I, I'd be hard-pressed to find a sport that can prepare you for the real world more than golf. I can't think of one right now. I can see that. And, Coach, let me ask you this. As a young African-American kids, you know, golf can be kind of expensive for, for young black kids to get into. So how is the sport about making it cheaper for more re, re, more feasible financially for young black kids to get into the sport of golf and tennis and those kind of sports that kind of cost a little bit more money to get into than a basketball or football or baseball would? Well, there are programs out there. There are organizations and programs in every city around the United States which have programs that will put clubs in young people's hands uh, that will help you gain some level of access. I mean, there are programs all over the United States like that. Uh, but I also look at its priorities. 
When I look at families and I see young people, parents will say, hey, we poor, yada, 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 but they're wearing $250 pair of Air Jordans. Like, wait a minute. I'm not wearing $200 pair of tennis shoes myself. Same here. It's priorities, though. It's about priorities. So if you, to me, it's a simple investment. I'll wear cheaper shoes, but I invest in tutoring or golf or something that will take me long, take me further. Instead of the flip, instead of putting expensive shoes on my feet and not investing in the tutoring and the academics and the golf. It's just priorities. Most definitely. And you're right about that, Coach. That's something my parents are still to me. It's like, hey, knowing the value of a dollar, knowing understanding depreciation, appreciation, and knowing that you'd rather invest in stocks than buy some Nike shoes. You want to invest in Nike stock, rather buy some Nike shoes. That's what my father exactly. told me. He said, I'd rather buy some stock rather than buy some shoes. So he did. That's he bought right. some Nike stock as a 14-year-old. So I was right. like, you know, so I get you. So understand the value of money and resources and how you want to grow your kids' money. I still have the, I still have the old stocks my dad bought for me, those bonds my dad bought for me. I still have them to this day, 33, 33 years old. So it's like, you know, so, wow. uh, you know, Cole, so like you said, it's different priorities. And I think for me, I was put in USTA program, play tennis uh, in, here in Atlanta. I went to Hadley Park and played there in the summertime as well. So I was exposed to things via whether it be TSU's YRPP program or whatever. So you're right. The parents really care about developing their, their, their kid, son or daughter. They'll make, make sacrifice to do it the right way for their kid. It can set them up for a future, whether it be golf, tennis, or wherever in life there. Exactly. Exactly. Totally. And, Coach, let me ask you this, man. So let's talk a little bit about you as a person, as a coach, man. So – for our listeners out here who 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 not familiar with, with golf teams, how do you go about coaching a young golfer? Um, is it daily practice on the course? Is it off the court for his weights? So how how's the golfer train for the listeners who are, but I not understand the game of golf like you and I understand the game of golf? Well, I give you a perfect example. I mean, even though I'm the coach, I'm trying to keep myself in position to be better as a coach. So what does that even mean for me? That means you get up in the morning like today. You get up, I go hit wedge shots. I went to the gym. I'll come back here to the house after this interview. I'll stretch. I'll prepare, rest my mind. I'll do some more exercise later, and I'll do some golf-centric. When you're playing collegially and you're trying to get to that next level, you have to eat and sleep golf. You have to spend time on your game. You have to chip, pitch, putt, hit balls. You have to play. At the same time, your nutrition and your exercise has to marry your physical part. So if you're not resting and recovering properly, if all of a sudden you're out eating a ton of sugar and drinking 10 or 15 Gatorades, uh, there's absolutely no way your game will follow. So you're, you're about creating that equitable balance in your life. Uh, so, yeah, you need to be working out. You need to be exercising. You need to have your nutrition right. You need to be on the course working on your game. But you're also your mind has to be rested enough to be able to ingest and digest what you're taking while you're out on the course. And at the same time, you still need you need the tutelage while you're out there. Iron sharpens iron. No one could become great by themselves. Well, definitely. Anybody that you name in the history of time, I don't care who you name, has had somebody that they look to for something. That's how you become great. Most definitely. And Coach, I'm asking as far as COVID. How has COVID affected training on the golf course? No, it's an outdoor thing, so you're not really enclosed. So how's it affected your guys' training for us with COVID here and trying to social distance and get guys and, and, and gals in shape here for the upcoming season here, hopefully here real soon? Great question. I, I got to be honest with you. I, I don't think COVID has affected us at all on the golf course. I think for golfers around the United States, as a matter of fact, I just, looked, I just got this text probably 20 minutes, uh, 25 minutes ago right before I started this interview with you. And it was about some scores out of, out of Arizona. And the high school scores, they're the best they've ever been. They shattered like a 25-year record. Wow. I'm seeing this now all over the country because what's happening is these kids have been on the golf course since March working on their game. So actually, I think these young, guys, these young golfers have gotten better. They've gotten better during the COVID. So now, because of virtual learning, they're doing their virtual classes. They're in the gym, and they're spending all day on the golf course. So I think COVID, in some respects, where it has probably hurt some sports like swimming because you can't get in the water, 
it's not affecting golf at all. Matter of fact, I would I would almost put money to say the golf is getting better. Wow, I can I can see it because that's one thing you can do outside without worrying about hey getting somebody too, too close to you. So this is already you right. got your own cards, your own balls. So I can see that right. going down that way for sure. And coach, let me right. talk about Tennessee State University. Uh, you, you talked about there a little bit. So tell us about talk about your time at TSU. Like I told you, I was there from '05 to '09, getting my undergrad, master's, 2011 there. So what was your time like at TSU, and how has it changed over the years from the time you was there to when I to I went there and, and right now? Holy cow, bro. It's not the same spot, baby. It's not the same spot. I'm trying to tell you, listen, TSU back in the day, when I got there, man, there was some time, that place could be a frightening place, man. Uh, but the people I met were unbelievable, man. I mean, from the walks down to Fisk to the parties down to Fisk and Harry to going down to the college crib late at night or the Harpers and all the stuff we used to do down in Hadley Park and a TSU, but now the TSU I see now is is what I've always hoped and dreamed it would be. You know, beautiful bookstore uh, where you can buy nice gear, uh, access to things on campus. Think about it. When I was there, man, if you missed dinner in the calf at six o'clock, man, when I tell you, you were starving at night, bro. You up in the, you up in the dorm playing cards for some food, man. Wow. You know, we, we, we out on the golf course. Here's a story for We out on the golf course because we knew we were going to miss dinner. We out there playing for Lee's Chicken, man. At that time, Lee's Chicken had a three-piece special for $2.99. Lee's we, Chicken. Hey, we gamble for that every day on the golf course. I'm just letting you know right now. Hey, hey $3 for some three-piece of chicken, knowing I'm going to miss dinner, I was going to beat you that day because I, I knew I was going to be hungry. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, so you know, uh, I know my mom was telling me it used to be straight through there. Like, yeah, you, you, you couldn't go straight through. Like, the, the, the stop where it's what little areas on John A. Meridale on Twenty Eighth. You, right. you couldn't go That's through there. Right. I'm like, you, you seriously, you, you go through TS like that? I'm like, yeah, you could. I'm like, I wish I could saw that day. We can go straight through that. Story. <laughs> oh, oh no, it's it's totally. Just, I'll tell you a real story, man. With the with my fraternity, man. I'm an alpha with my fraternity. We used to go up, when you used to be able to drive straight through the campus, we used to drive straight up and go down to that maximum security prison and play the convicts in basketball, man, like community wow. outreach. And, I mean, to think about some of those guys in there, and they would tell you those guys in there were lifers, man. And we would go down there and do community projects like that. I mean, those are the things, when I think of college, the, the time spent, you know, going down to the Bethlehem Center, over there near Vandy and volunteering time. I remember that stuff from college, man. I remember the relationships. I remember meeting people from Memphis, from, you know, I mean, I always thought they were like a whole nother world. Shelby County one time, you know, I I remember that. Gangster walk. I remember that stuff, man, you know. They had their own language I mean, in Memphis, boy. They had their own language over there. They, <laughs> they had their own language. So I remember that. And I tell you what, those were, I mean, those four years at TSU were probably some of the best years of my life. They were unbelievable, man. And I know you go to Nashville now, all the buildings up there, and I'm like, same way I remember. <laughs> all that extra side of downtown, like, that wasn't there when I was here. <laughs> it's all different now. So, uh, yeah. yeah, man, you know, it's growing over there. You know, see, I, I remember 2005 going to learn about the zoo and all that good stuff <laughs> over there, hanging out in the, that oh, student center. So, you yeah. know, I learned all the that. Zoo was, the zoo was amazing. <laughs> the zoo was amazing. I'm trying to tell you. I could tell you a lot of stories I won't. I, but the zoo was amazing. I can imagine. Now, did you all golf for yeah. Ted Rhodes for your for your for your matches, or were you golf somewhere else? Well, we we practice at Ted Rhodes, uh, but I, I tell you how golf has changed at Howard. You know, we're working on getting membership to country clubs, hopefully, and things like that. Tennessee State behind Gentry used to be a field up on top, and they used to have this parking lot that went way down to the bottom, right? And the grass was as high as from your foot up up your shin. Wow. And we would we would hit balls out this grass. It was so high. It would hit the parking lot, and it would roll about 400 yards. It would take us two hours to hit about 40 balls because we had to go pick them up. It was a hot mess. It was awful. It was awful. But it, it, it made you appreciate when you finally got something decent, though. Most definitely. And that's where the way I'm built right now, I mean, I feel like sometimes you feel like Teflon. It feel like you've seen the other side. 
you're so thankful when you get a little bit because you know well, with a little hard work, you can make a little bit turn into a whole lot. And that's the lesson I try to teach the players, man. Like, they, they've never seen the other side. So they become slightly entitled. And I try to let them understand that don't work in my world. There's no level of entitlement here. There's a deep gratitude and a deep appreciation for the small things because I remember the other side. They don't. And once they come to that level of understanding, I think at that point, things really work themselves out. You got that right. And that's why I try to have our own coaches from the HBCU schools, uh, TSU, of course, and now in the OVC, because I live that life that you understand. When you go to HBCU school in a small school, resources are very tight. So you have to understand that. And I want to make sure people understand that there's great stuff going on at HBCU schools. Give you the platform because I feel as being an HBCU grad myself, I got to make sure I show the good side that we can overcome no matter what the situation may be. Resources, nothing, whatever. Great things will still happen in our schools. Yeah, totally. I think you, you hit the nail on the head. And I think, you know, when you see what Kamala Harris is about to do right now in government, I think you really understand that there's so much talent embedded in these HBCUs around the United States with proper training, with resources, with God, with all the things that are out there and at our disposal. We can honestly be anything we want to be. And I promise you this, if you can make it out of HBCU, there is nothing in this lifetime that can chip away and knock you down because you probably already experienced a whole bunch of pitfalls. Mm-hmm. Most definitely. And coaches, look at us today. Both of us are two TSU grads. Our radio show that's very popular in the number nine market in the country. You're a golf coach at a great HBCU school. So just we're two examples of, hey, HBCU success from the same school. You know, totally. different errors, but the same school. So, like, totally. it's a, we're an example for people right now today that, hey, go to HBCU school. You can be successful like anybody else can. Totally. 100%. 100%. Modell, Coach Prayer, thank you for your time today, man. This has been great talking to a fellow Tiger, talking about your new product, the Howard Bison, because uh, I won't be watching golf now because of you, man. I'll be looking at the scores now to make sure y'all doing well now because of you, brother. I'm going to chance you guys from the ATL. Well, I appreciate you, man, and uh, go Big Blue, man. I appreciate it. And, uh, hey, all those days, I fondly, fondly remember, and I'm looking forward to creating those same new memories at Howard right now, and uh, I'm excited about what's about to come. Coach, when I find out when the Hawks play the the, uh, the Wizards, I'll definitely hit you up when I'm in town and come nice. by and see you guys because I, I have no idea where you're playing ball for in the NBA. I have no idea, but when I find out, I'll let you know and make sure I'll stop by the Howard, see you guys over at the Howard Bison, man, and see Derek and all everybody over there who I know at the school, man. Y'all got some good people over there, man. Well, I appreciate you. Derek knows have been fantastic, and I think right now it's just beginning. I think it's only going to get better. Modell folks, it's Coach Sam Perry on the Boston Man Show, Howard Bison Golf Coach, and former Sister Tiger like me. We all the big blue over around here. We out. Grab a hold of big breakfast flavor at Hardee's. Try two breakfast sliders for just $2.99. Get Applewood smoked bacon or freshly grilled sausage with fluffy eggs and golden melty cheese all on a toasty little bun. Good morning, start at Hardee's. Available now for a limited time at participating restaurants. Tax not included. Yeah, man, it's just, you know, it's... You know, we were, you know, playing as, as good as we, you know, we we're peaking at the right time. And, um, you know, and then this COVID hit, man, it, it was kind of devastating because, you know, I have 14 new guys. And, you know, when you have 14 new players, it takes a minute to jail. And the good thing about those guys was they stayed the course. Even when we were struggling, they knew that we had something. Once we got it down, we were going to be really good. And, man, they – Stayed the course. We started rolling, and all of a sudden, man, this COVID hit, and we had to stop in our tracks. And it was one of the toughest things I ever had to do was go in that locker room and say, man, the season's over with. And all this time and effort and work we did and the success we were having, you know, is done. And we're not going to have anything to show for it. And, yeah, Coach, I know around that time, man, you know, for I know I was with, in, in March, I was with the Hawks. That's my birthday, when everything shut down in the NBA. So, you were you all in Birmingham when that, when that all went down? Had you already played your first-round game and heading to Birmingham when you had to tell those guys it was over? We were at one our first game at home against uh, Alabama State. And then uh, we were on the road, man. We were uh, – shoot, right in the – you know, miss, right in the – just got into Mississippi, man. And, 
got the call saying we had to turn around. Man, I know that was tough for those young men. And, you know, Coach, uh, I saw last year, man, you know, you had to pretty much go back to your way of playing ball because I know how you play from your days at Moorhead State. You know, you was playing short rotations. That's not true. You played 19, 11 guys, and at one point you said, I'm going to go back to being what I do, do what I do. And so how did you guys respond to you saying, hey, we playing my way. We're going to do it the way I've done it all this time. And when they finally got it, and won that run you guys went on there. Well, what happened was, you know, we went on a six-game winning streak after we lost our first three uh, conference games. And uh, guys still weren't happy when we were winning. But I, I shortened the rotation. So I told them after the Jackson State game, we got beat at Jackson State. I said, right, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to go back to playing my ball. I said, and that's, that's, you know, playing a lot of guys, but we're going to play at a pace that's unlike anything that we played that we're going to play against. And if you guys can get it, everybody plays. If you don't get it, I'm playing the ones that's getting it. I'm going back to the seven, eight, nine-man rotation. Man, every time I sub somebody, I never missed a beat. Them dudes was ready, man. And everybody was involved in the success that we were having. So the locker room, the bench was, man, everybody was just waiting for their turn, knew they was going to get it. And when you got, you know, 12, 13 dudes, man, know they're going to play and play significantly and, be, you know what I mean, and have fun doing it, it's hard to stop that, man. And uh, that's what happened. And, you know, it, it was tough the way it had to end, but – the good thing is we really only lost two players, and uh, we got pretty much everybody back. We got almost 90% of our scoring back. So we're just hoping that we can get started again, man, and kick this thing off and continue what we, you know, what we had going uh, last year, last season. And, and their coach, you know, like I said, you know, you see, when guys are going to play, they're going to be engaged in practice, shoot-arounds, you know, timeouts, because, you know, guys, they, the main thing they just play, but, you know, playing for you, you got to defend like hell, play with Sean Wood. So give them the bind defensively. Then play that ball offensively, transition easy for you guys. Exactly. And they, we were locking people down, man. I mean, holding teams under 40%, out-rebounding them, double figures. You know, we were just getting it. And uh, I didn't care who I put in, I wasn't going to say produce. And they did it. And it was just a, a real refreshing and gratifying, gratifying situation as a coach. And, uh, you know, I, I hopefully we can do that again with these new guys that we brought in. Well, Coach, you got five newcomers, one of them being your son. You got some a JUCO guys, some transfer guys. So tell us about, about your five new guys, and especially how has it been to coach your son, Deshaun? Well, I haven't been able to do much. We had a week of practice because we didn't get started until after Labor Day. And then we had two guys test positive, so we're just now starting back today, man. I, I'm heading back to the office right now. Can't wait to be able to start back today. So – uh, hopefully that, you know, that was a bump in the road and we don't have any more of those. And uh, I'm just excited, man, to, to, to get started again. You know, I haven't been able to touch them as much. So hopefully now this is the start of something. But, you know, the two big guys, Harrison Henderson and, and uh, Andre Allen, you know, have a chance to be really, really good. Both of them are skilled. Andre Allen is super athletic to be, you know, a force, especially offensive rebounding. Uh, Harrison is more of a, like a Brad Doherty type. I don't know if you remember him. He's played in North Carolina. I do. Real, sm real smooth, you know, nice, sweet jump shot, skill, can pass, you know. And then uh, we got uh, the, 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 we got Andre Torre, who's a transfer from, from Howard, who's on the Russian national team, man, the, the, the actual national team. And he's as talented as 6'8", as you can get. We're very blessed to get him. And then we got Sam Kalo, who's from uh, – Eastern Oklahoma Junior College, who's a Sean Woods type of guy, a, a junkyard dog. Uh, and then my son, who knows me, you know what I mean, as a point guard. So that's going to make the right play and, do you know, do the things that, you know, you need to do. So I'm looking forward to it, man. I'm looking forward to coaching my son, looking forward to coaching all these guys. And the thing about my son is there's no pressure because I got everybody back. So he ain't got to come in and, you know, do nothing extraordinary, no pressure on him, just come in, fit in, and do what he does. and then. You know, when these guys leave, you know, he'll, you know, have some experience with some guys he'll be playing with, and the future's bright. So, you know, Southern basketball, man, is, you know, ain't going to look back for a while because we got things in place. And as long as we continue to recruit, you know, Sean Woods type of guys, man, we're always going to be in the mix. Well, I knew it at that first year, okay, first year transition year, I knew it was going to be a bad year for you. But last year, I saw, I said, yep, he got, he got the mixture right. And this year, the five guys you got, 
you guys to me are the favorites in the swag. I don't want to put the pressure on you, but I feel like you guys got the nucleus already there, plus five new guys who can plug right in there. You guys got a squad this year, coach, for real. I'm I'm looking forward to it. You know, it's the only thing is I never had I didn't get a you know, the summertime makes me. People don't understand my season is predicated on the summer. We didn't get a summer this year because of COVID. You know what I mean? So now oh, I'm rushing I'm rushing to get some, you know, uh, player development in before we start going banging and slanging because you don't want to go in and hit them real hard and injuries start to plague you a little bit. So I'm trying to be smart about it and take my time, but knowing that I got something. And all it is just really acclimating these new guys into what we already got. Uh, and once that happens, man, you know, because all the new guys pretty much are the guys with size. So once they get it, you know what I mean, hopefully we can, you know, instead of us having that, finding our way at the beginning of the year, we can already be there, you know what I'm saying, and continue to get better because we will still get better even though we were winning and having to, and, 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 and beating people by double figures. We were still getting better. We hadn't peaked yet. So that was a scary thing, you know what I'm saying, well, that our, our ceiling is so daggone high that I'm just trying to continue to get there, you know. But <laughs> yeah. this thing stopped me, man. And I'm, 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 boy, I've been going crazy. You know, I can't touch my guys, you know what I'm saying. So well, now – I'm like a bull in a china shop, you know, now that I got them and uh, I'm rushing over here as I'm talking to you to get to them and hopefully this thing can continue, you know? <laughs> Most definitely. And you know what, man, you know what's so great about it is like the summertime, like the guys should be very fresh because you, you couldn't really work them out and run them. So, you know, you, you young men, how, did you all have them on a little plan at home for us doing something in the yard and how to kick the young men from kind of not being so far out of shape when you get them now? We're like, oh, my God, I got something from scratch. So how did that go for you guys with the, with the strength coach there? Well, we can do nothing. You know what I'm saying? The strength coach couldn't touch them, couldn't do nothing. So I really had them really doing old school stuff, man. You know what I'm saying? Push-ups and sit-ups and getting running in. You know, that was the only thing we really could do because of this deal. You couldn't go to gyms, you know, to, to get you a, a good workout in. So – we just try to do the best we could with what we had. And thank God that we got guys that really want to be good. So, they, you know, they didn't have to be motivated to do it. And they did what they supposed to do for the most part while they were gone. And, uh, and uh, so they came back, man. In the first couple of days, I'm going to say, man, these dudes out of shape. You know, practice, you know these workouts going to be bad. Man, them workouts were good. You know, they, was, they answered the bell. They, it was tough. They were sore. But, man, they answered the bell. These dudes, you know, they – it's like you, 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 dude, been hungry for the whole life. You put, a, you put a nice looking plate on this table, and he's starting to eat it. And all of a sudden, you come back and take the plate, plate away. What do you think how, you, how that kid gonna feel? That's how my guys feel right now. Most definitely. And for you, man, recruiting, uh, recruiting for the next class here. How's that going via Zoom all this time, man? I know you, a guy, a guy to build relationships, face, 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 kind of a guy. But how is it trying to do build relationships and recruit via Zoom this time around? Did it help you expand your reach because you had to waste the budget to travel this time last year? Well, I tell you what, you know, it, it, it makes things uh, a little more equal because even the bigger schools can't go out and can't visit and all that. So it's pretty much about relationships. So you find something, especially you can get a diamond in the rough, especially in your state, because kids are getting desperate now because they didn't get a chance to really have a showcase because they didn't get a chance to play in front of no, no, no college coaches. Most so definitely. now you can get a kid that they didn't get to see. You know, no, normally when you offer a kid, you see a kid at the mid-major level, you think you got something, and all of a sudden, man, he go to a tournament, blow up, and here come the big guys, the big schools. You dig what I'm saying? Yeah, that, that, ain't hap that ain't happening now. So, you know, hopefully we can take advantage of this situation because we did take advantage of it. You know what I mean? With the five guys that we got because of COVID, you know what I'm saying? They didn't come in on a visit. We didn't have to compete as much, you know what I mean? So uh, we just, you know, steady stand the course and being becoming more aggressive with this COVID deal because this is where we had to strike, you know what I'm saying? Now, how's it been telling your young men, man, look here, I know you're young, I know you want to see some girls go out to the mall, shop, so how's it telling them guys to say no when they really want to say yes to certain things, keep them in focus. I know with the team, you had two guys getting getting the virus, the quarantine. So, hope oh, that teach them a little bit of a lesson now that, hey, this thing is real. We got to really, really, really be on our piece of cues always. Well, you know what, man? It's, it's, it's kind of crazy. They have been doing good as a whole for the most part. You know, you could get this thing any type of way. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. It ain't like they was really – and I'm proud of them because they ain't been wilding, you know. But you can't you, – you know, 100% 
COVID free on a team is, is, is unrealistic. And, you know, the, the way they got it was just sim being simple. You know what I'm saying? A, a family member brought it to them. Uh, you know, ain't nobody clubbing. Ain't nobody doing none of that. You know what I mean? Because these dudes are focused. And, um, you know, it, it was just an un you know, unfortunate situation that happened. And, uh, you know, it set us back a little bit. But now everybody's all tested negative, And hopefully this is the end of it and we can get rolling, man. And now, Coach, for your non-conference schedule, man, you know, I know you pushed y'all back to the 25th, so getting on money games is big for Southern and the, and the SWAT school. So how's it been trying to get in, get in games, knowing that you got two weeks kind of taking off where you can make, raise that money that you usually raise non-conference schedule before you get in the SWAT play? Well, we got, we got lucky because one of the deals was an MT event, and even though we weren't able to play it at that time, the beginning of the year, we still were able to do it. So now, we are, you know, it's just going to be in a bubble. It's going to be in Iowa. Uh, at one place, but we still got, you know, we still got to get maybe another game or two in, but for the most part, it didn't devastate us. We didn't miss a lot, but we missed some, and, um, you know, everybody now, you're not getting as much money from the bigger schools, but you got to get something to keep your budget going. Yeah, I saw some of them contracts, Coach. They ain't good to me, man. <laughs> that whole COVID clause, man, they, they monkey. I saw well, a few of them. <laughs> well, yeah, because here's the deal. You're not getting that much revenue because you're not having fans you know what i'm saying mm -hmm. so they ain't got that much money to give that's understandable you know i get it you know it's unfortunate for us because we depend on that type of deal you know most definitely well that's what i got for you coach this man uh everything's going on in the country man getting with george floyd all these different brown taylor how are you talking young men about being registered to vote this this time around getting engaged and realizing we take off that, that jaguar jersey man you a young black man in louisiana and this in this country well, here's the deal, man. You know, all you could do is educate your guys on, you know, if police ever pull you over, you know what I'm saying, give them respect. You know, don't 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 give them any type of reason to do anything to you. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. If you, if if you get pulled over, stay in your car. You know, you roll down, you win, yes sir, no sir. You know, if I was speeding, sir, I was speeding. I'm sorry. You know, the worst thing you could do is get a ticket. You know what I'm saying? If that's the worst thing out of this did because of all this other stuff going on, man, take that ticket. Pay that $75 or whatever, man, and keep it moving. You shouldn't have been speeding anyway. You know what I mean? Yes, so, indeed. So my thing is, man, you know how this, how, how this country is right now. Everybody ain't bad, but you got to select few. That's everybody. You know what I'm saying? Like, all of us ain't good. Most definitely. You know? You know, but you just got to stay away from harm's way as much as you can. Use your common sense. And get on through life, man. That's why you're here, because you're fortunate. You know what I'm saying? You ain't at the crib, ain't got nothing to do. While your other buddies at the crib, 18, 19, 20, 20, 21, 22 years old, ain't found themselves yet. You know, you in a you in a, 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 a organized situation. You're lucky to be playing college basketball, getting an education. You know what I'm saying? So you got this thing 80% pegged. Now you just got to take advantage of it, Okay. And, and do what you're supposed to do and then go and educate somebody else and continue to make your family proud, your school proud, your coaches proud, all that type of deal. The more you're trying to stay positive and do positive things, man, the less you get, you, less you, you, you get involved with that, that, that dumb stuff. And uh, right now, man, that's, that's all I can tell them. You know what I'm saying? You can't, you can't be with them 24 hours a day just like I can't be with my sons at 24 hours a day. You know, but they know what right what wrong and right and wrong is. That's what I recruit. You know what I'm saying? You know, so... Um, I try to stay away from that dumb stuff, but, you know, we all are susceptible to mistakes. And we just got to continue to just be aware of our surroundings. You know, ain't nobody Superman. Just do what you're supposed to do, how you're supposed to do it, when you're supposed to do it. And, and, and take advantage of your blessings, man. And, and if you do that, you know what I'm saying, you, you, you're ahead of the curve as far as getting into a situation that you don't want to be in. But coach, well said, my brother. Coach, I'm gonna try to catch you, man. Either in Montgomery, Huntsville, man. So know you gotta play those guys. Hopefully, catch you one of them dates, man. When you come at the Alabama swing, coach. No doubt about it, man. You know you, my guy. No doubt, man. Hey, give, give him hell, coach. Give him hell, man. <laughs> you, I don't know no other way, baby. Don't know no other way. All right, man. Hey, thank you, coach. Let's do it again real soon, brother. No doubt about it. You know I always. Alright, well that's Charles on the Boss Man Show. Alright. Sally Beauty's new all-in-one hair color kits make it easy to color your hair at home. Get everything you need to color for beautifully radiant results. Loved by professionals, open to everyone. Sally Beauty.
Hey, folks, back here on the Boss Man Show. Friend of the show, Coach Tavares Hardy, Loyola Greyhounds out of the Patriot League of them Baltimore City. Coach, how you doing, man? I'm doing well, man. Thanks for having me, Boss Man. <laughs> Good deal. Well, Coach, man, uh, just talk to us, man. Uh, you know, I know you were at Tech for a while with Coach Palson. Now you got the job up here at Loyola, and you you know you're heading into year two here. So talk to us about how's that been for you, man, becoming the head coach of your own program now up in the great city of Baltimore up there in Maryland, man. Yeah, no, nah, thanks thanks for having me again. It, it's been great. Um, you know, the, the, the opportunity is one that, as assistant coach, you always wonder when it's going to come and how it's going to come. But uh, when this opportunity presented itself, I was lucky that I've worked for great guys like you mentioned, Josh Pastner, uh, John Thompson III, Bill Carmody. And so I felt prepared. Um, I felt ready to go. So now we're actually we're going into year three. Um, and so first two years, we, we've been good in terms of laying a foundation. But now it's, it's time to really, really see the fruits of our labor. So I'm excited about the squad. I hope with all this COVID stuff, we can get to some sense of normalcy because uh, we, we, we got a good squad and uh, we're ready to get to work. Now, let's go back to March. You know, March 11th is my birthday where everything went all crazy. I'm at the Hawks game playing the Knicks and I get the text. Season suspended, right? So I'm like, okay, this is weird. So where were your, you and your guys at on March 11th that having to go from we having your guys send them all home to go virtual and make sure they keep getting keeping their grades up and not you know second off they can't maybe made to run because class you can't coach coach here I can see class now you know can't make a run for that so how was that keeping young men accountable for academics and going from in in person to being virtual I know that had to be hard for you and your staff and your players as well. No, it was it was a challenge. Uh, you know we we had just finished having our team meeting. Uh, where I kind of laid into them a little bit and, and challenged them. Uh, and, and we came up with this grand scheme of things. We had our, our seven weeks of, of workouts in the springs all planned out. We had, we had the summer workouts that we were, we were trying to, you know, get them hyped up for and, and, and let them know we want to have X amount of shots by X date. And then a day later, I had to call them in and say, look, I'm sending everybody home. All that stuff's been put off. Uh, and, and so it's, it's, been, it's been a challenge. But, uh, you know, I would say this, this platform that we're on right now, Zoom, has been a blessing during this time. Uh, you know, we've been able to connect uh, as coaches. We've been able to connect with our guys, um, you know, and just spending a lot of time being able to have face-to-face conversations and, and talk about the program culture, talk about the things that we can control, uh, power of positive thinking. Like, we've covered everything. Uh, we've, we've had our our conversations on social justice. We've had our conversations on uh, just why it's important to vote, just everything under the sun. Um, and so I'll say from that standpoint, it's been rewarding to be able to continue to communicate with them, but certainly from a comfortability standpoint of knowing what they were doing and how they were doing it. Uh, you know, we're all in the dark and, and just ready to get back. I'm happy we were able to get back on the court this week. Yes, indeed. Now, Coach, the strength conditioning-wise, kind of alluded to it. Like, you don't know what those guys are doing at home. You can see them workouts. You can watch them via Zoom, Instagram. So how are the strength coaches kind of keeping the young men from doing things, things in the yard, jump roping, running? How was they trying to keep them in some sort of shape while they was back home? Yeah, we got a great uh, coach, uh, Brian Arfitch, who, uh, you know, he designed uh, workouts specific to what the players had available to them. Uh, some guys, you know, had gyms in their homes. Some guys had access. You know, if their mom was a, a, a teacher or something, they can get into the school safely. Um, guys are from all over different parts of the country and world. And so, you know, their their cities were going through different things. And so, you know, he was great at shaping it to each individual. Some guys lived in apartments in, in Brooklyn, New York. We had one kid in Brooklyn, New York, who, you know, all he had was space to do push-ups and so, uh, you know, we, we made sure that we got all those guys the options to keep it going. And, and, and you know, safety first, that's, that's the priority. Uh, we can make up for some of, this, uh, some of this other stuff. But keep them safe and, and, and keep them thinking positively was sort of our message to them. Yeah, Coach, as they return here to you, um, are you going to kind of give them like a soft ramp up because, you know, try to give, give the guys a full bore. It's talking about knees, ankles, some lingering, lingering all year long. So how are you going to approach kind of get the guys ramped up as you get ready to start practice here in October and get ready for that November 25th start that you guys have coming up here real soon? 
Yeah, so we, we've been very, uh, you know, uh, meticulous with how we're going to get them back acclimated. And so it's two parts. It's, it's COVID safety. Uh, so we want to protect them, um, you know, from contracting or spreading. Uh, um, and, and so that's there's a set of protocols that we have in place to to make sure that we're we're, we're handling business in that regard. And then there's the what you mentioned, the reintegration of their bodies, uh, just making sure that they're they're you know not moving too fast. We're not trying to get it all back in in, in one week. Um, and so we've been we've been good with executing that plan. We're, we're uh, we're, we're locked in on the foundation phase again. Uh, what I'll say is this, uh, boss, is the Patriot League announced that we're not going to play any games until after the new year. Oh, wow. Uh, and so that was announced last week, uh, similar to what the Ivy League done ha- had done. And so, um, you know, for us, we got a little bit more time. So we had a plan that we were, pre- we were preparing for that November 25th start. And uh, we were able to, to go back and, and revamp it um, and, and prepare for uh, after January start. So, Coach Hardy, so how does it affect you guys non-conference-wise? Because you know you guys have to raise money for the university and play those guarantees and those MTEs tournaments you had lined up. So, with us legal and so, 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 guys, you all, for the money you missed for non-conference, so how's it going to work? Yeah, I, I don't I, – we don't have the details of that. I, I, what I'll say is, you know, from our standpoint – you know, and, and I think it's the same across the board. Um, you know, the, the big schools aren't paying the little schools much now anyway. Most definitely. Uh, yeah. And so if, if you if you just really, really need it, you're going to go out and, you know, I hate to say it this way, but but get your head beat in 10 times to make <laughs> 100,000. You know, I, I, I feel for you. Uh, my administration had never, uh, you know, alluded that we were going to be in that position from the get-go, uh, and so we were probably going to stick to a more local schedule anyway for, for safety and, and to save money, uh, but but the big schools aren't paying uh, the guarantees because they can't have fans, um, and so we'll see how hopefully the market uh, gets back to, to what it was, um, and so we can have those opportunities, but our administration has been great, and, and they haven't put any pressure on us to, to go out and try to go hunting for anything. Well, Coach, I see some of those contracts, man. I I I would hate to be in y'all shoes. I I've been faxed a few of them, emailed a few of them. I'm like, Lord, this is a, <laughs> these these clauses are something else, boy. They ain't paying for paying for travel there. Hey, they ain't making no money. It's paying for travel. So yeah, yeah. hey, glad your administration take care of me. <laughs> I don't I don't know why why somebody would do it. Uh, to be honest with you, like you know, I'm not gonna go play play a school with with a budget 10 times of mine uh, just just to say I played them. Uh, yes. and, you know, that's just not the way we do it. I, I, I love it. People send these messages to me say, hey, look, look, look at this contract. Yeah, it sucks. I wouldn't sign it. <laughs> so I feel for you guys, man. I feel for you for sure. Now, yeah. Coach, I'll tell you, man, uh, you know what's good about the Petro League is all the different schools you have in that league. They're so – all the historical schools. So, for our listeners who don't know about the Petro League the way I, you and I know it, tell them about the league and how tough it is to play the different schools you go got to play the – the LA schools is very, you know, unique in classic universities, man. Yep. No, I mean, I, I love our league. Uh, I love everything it stands for. Uh, I would say there's a lot of good players in this league. Uh, people forget about that. Um, you know, you look at what the what, what our league has done versus other similar sized conference schools. Um, we're always near the top. Um, you know, we're a mid-major conference that that competes as such and you know, a lot of great coaches. Obviously, the 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 model for the league, the, the student athlete experience, the emphasis on um, you know our our student athletes have to have to be similar to what our student body looks like in terms of their academic performances. Um, you know, I, I I like that. I think um, you know it allows us to go out and get a kid that's hungry, uh, hungry to be successful in life with and without the ball. And so you know that's 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 who we are at Loyola. Um, you know, we, we celebrate the, the academic success as much as we celebrate the athletic success. And uh, we're trying to produce exceptional young men that go out into the world and, and, and be future leaders. So, um, you know, that's what we're all about. And, you know, I know the other schools try to try to do the same thing. And, and, and then we get a chance to go out and compete and see who does it best. 
Coach, being in Baltimore City, right there near D.C. and DMV area, I mean, you're going to have a great opportunity to be right there in the hub of things going in this country to make networking arrangements, internships, and have jobs working on them once they leave the basketball court. So I feel like coming to Loyola, for me, for I'm a young man, hey, I got a lot of opportunity at this school. Being in a great city, I can give be around a lot of moving shakers in the world, get my foot in the door. For 40 years, I'm, I'm set 40 years already. That we talk about that all the time. It's a 40-year decision. And, you know, it, it, it's hard for some young men. Uh, and, and we talk about this as, as coaches. I got a, a group of coaches that I get with on Sunday nights. Uh, we're all first-time head coaches in the first five years on our, our jobs. And, and we talk about some of the challenges and, you know, just how when you have those opportunities to expose young men to what the world could be like. You know, a lot of, a lot of us have never – had never seen it before, didn't, you know, my mom wasn't a lawyer, my dad wasn't a doctor. So, you know, a lot of the experiences I got, I got when I got to college and, and that's what we try to, and that's what we try to try to show our, our student athletes to, you know, use this experience. Don't let it use you. Um, and, and like you said, meet the folks and get the, the networking in and, and understand what this world is all about. And, and you can still, you can still pursue being a pro. Uh, we just had one of our seniors sign a deal to go play over in Finland. Uh, we got another one that's 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 going to be signing, and you know we got a couple young guys who are getting NBA looks. And so you know you can still be a pro, but uh, just know that you need to have options and 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 you know have the right to choose, not just be chosen. Most definitely, and also coaches this man uh, being in Baltimore City, uh, a city with heavy African American population, and you have African American coach there. All your players are African American. So, how have you been trying to teach them about social justice, like you mentioned earlier, of getting registered to vote, knowing, understanding civics, what civics is about, knowing just more than just federal. Yeah, we're about state and local, of course. So, how have you been trying to teach them over Zoom about what's been going on in our country and how they can affect change going forward? Because I mean, they are the next generation after you and I. Absolutely. Absolutely. No, we, you know, it's, it's, it's funny. We, we've been talking about this uh, from day one. Uh, it, it's important to me that, you know, our guys have a good understanding of history, have a good understanding of, of why things are the way they are and how we got here. And then, as you said, figure out a way that we can all positively affect change. And so we have those heart to heart discussions. One thing I'm pretty vocal with, with, with who I am. Um, but, but I never try to impose my will on the guys. I want them to think for themselves. I want them to evaluate situations and, and come up with their own conclusions. And, and so I think one thing this country has been missing uh, is, is that open dialogue with people from a diverse set of backgrounds. Um, you'll find out, and, and I say this all the time, we're way more similar than we are different. Uh, and I don't know if you're a, a Republican, a Democrat, a conservative, a liberal, uh, in the grand scheme of things, we all want to be successful. We all want to work hard and, and, and get what we earn. We all want to provide uh, great opportunities for our family and our, our, our loved ones. And, you know, if we're all moving in that same direction, this country can, can, can be that, that country that we all know it can be. But uh, there's, there's some, some things that we got to self-correct on. Um, and, and you can't hide from history. You can't. You can't hide from the fact that, um, you know, there was 400 years of oppression that have us uh, in, in unequal settings. And, uh, you know, we need to address that and, and then find out solutions to move forward together. Well, definitely, Coach. And also, you also have been a trailblazer where you had a second female D1 head coach, Coach Tiny Adams. So tell us about her, which is going to bring, bring your staff here going forward. Yeah, Coach, coach Tiny's a rock star. Um, you, know, uh, you know, what I'll say is, the, the first attraction, number one, she's a grinder. So she reached out and, uh, you know, sent me a, a note in her book and, uh, you know, just kind of, I, I called uh, her former boss who, you know, she was working with, who we worked together when I was at Georgetown, Kevin Brodus. And, uh, you know, I just asked him, I was like, is, is she as good as it looks on paper um, in terms of her background and in terms of her experiences? You know, she was a great player. Uh, she's the greatest uh, women's basketball player at Morgan State. But, but a lot of her records uh, transcend on both sides, uh, you know, Definitely. the amount of points and assists and steals that she had. And, and so, you know, I always respect people that, that you know, got it out the mud uh, like, like she was able to do, you know, as a player. Uh, and then, you know, I, I found out as a coach, uh, she was equally good. Um, she worked hard. She's 
passionate about player development, which is something that we wanted uh, in, in a candidate. Um, and, and she's already hit the ground running. She's been here, you know, less than a week, and she's building an incredible rapport with our players. Um, she, she's being innovative. She's she's challenging us as coaches with our thoughts and the way of doing things. And, you know, it's really excited to have her on board. And Coach, how cool has it been getting on these Zooms with other coaches since doing the pandemic and learning about different different other people's ideas and their schemes and I learn about different ways of the coaching? Because I know a lot of guys have been on Zooms. I've been invited to some of the Zooms. I've been on some and have not been on some. But how's it been interacting with coaches where the, where the guard is kind of let down a little bit, where they always that, that, that red mode to kill you, let, let you in some of your secrets here over this past few months here? Yeah, yeah, you know, and it's funny because like everything, there's there's varying levels to this, right? Yes. <laughs> so, and so you have some where, you know, we we kind of don't know each other, and you know, offense, uh, the basketball camp defense, and and not telling too many secrets. Uh, it, I'm sorry. I hope I'm not cutting out on you. No, no, you're good, uh, coach. You're good. Okay. And then you have others uh, like we 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 have that I described on Sunday nights where. You know, we are letting our guards down uh, and, and we're chopping it up because, again, we're all going through similar things. And so guys are sharing and, you know, we're talking about, you know, how we're managing different situations. You know, we're talking X's and O's. Um, you know, it's just one of those things where you got you got a bunch of like-minded guys, even though we play differently. Uh, you know, we, we feel like we can learn and grow together. Um, and, and so, like, those, those are the exciting ones. Um, you know, the other ones, the... Uh, sort of uh, jump on and, 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 and give your, your quick and easy, um, you know, those are we're doing it because we have to. But I like the, the ones where we're really getting uh, up close and personal and getting to know each other. Yeah, most definitely. That was very exciting, man. I love them, man. I've been hearing a lot about them. I've been on a few of them, so I've just been very, very cool. Well, Coach Hardy, man, keep up the good work, man. When next time you're in Atlanta, man, let me know, man. We got to go get some get some food somewhere, man, Midtown Bucket somewhere, man. got to get yeah. something. Yeah, no, I love it, man. I, I miss I miss Atlanta. My my family, we had a great time in our two years down there, but uh but you know, happy to happy to get down there, but loving Baltimore as well. So if you're ever up here, uh, I I'll show you where the where the where the craft spots are and we can get it in. Hey, we play the Wizards. I'm gonna hit you up. We play the Wizards. I can come up there. I'll get a rent a car and go up there. I'll let you, man. Uh, you know what? We play the Wizards. So when I find a schedule, when I got you, coach, still I find a schedule. I I appreciate it. Hey, Coach, be safe, man. Be easy. We'll talk to you real soon now. Take care. See you. All right. It's Hardy on the Boss Man Show. Hip-hop fans, I got a great album for you. The debut album from Family Grind ENT, True Speech, and 313 Fresh. We're going to give you two discs, 33 songs of pure, genuine hip-hop. Albums available on iTunes, Amazon, Google Play, illstreetrex.com, and streaming live right now on Rhapsody, Beats Music, Spotify, Xbox Music, Slacker Radio, and SoundCloud. Check them out today. True Speech and 313 Fresh. Family Grind ENT. Believe in it. Get it. A gorgeous tan from Suntan City gives you an inner glow that relights the fire when you run into your first crush. Vicky, who is that? An old boyfriend. Lucky you just tanned at Suntan City. Lucky he's single. We're doing lunch tomorrow. Won't be single for long then. During Tour of the City, try all five tans, including spray tan, for just $4.99. Restrictions may apply. Click to buy now. When you're a teen, you finally get to make some of your own decisions. Who are you going to hang out with? What do you want to be? Are you going to glance at that text while driving? Remember, a split second is all it takes for something tragic to happen. Be in the zone. Turn off your phone. Visit childrenshospital.vanderbilt.org slash B-I-T-Z to learn more about our teen driver safety program. Brought to you by Monroe Carroll Jr. Children's Hospital at Vanderbilt, the Ford Motor Company Fund, and the Allstate Foundation. It's maybe the night that my dreams might let me know All the stars are closer, all the stars are closer Tell me what you gonna do to me Confrontation ain't nothing new to me you could bring a bullet, bring a sword, bring a morgue, but you can't bring the truth to me. Alexa, play Kendrick Lamar and Scissor. Okay. With Amazon Music, a voice is all you need. Get tens of millions of songs. Download the Amazon Music app today. 
Yeah, yeah, it's your man JC, the host with the most, baby. And it goes down each and every Saturday night right here in the city of Memphis. That's right, y'all. It goes down at Clicks Sports Bar Memphis, baby. 3705 Malco Way, Memphis, Tennessee, 38125. Come out and join us, the Three Kings, each and every Saturday night for the liveest karaoke in the city. Everybody gets in free till 10 p.m., only $5 after. Great food. We got drink specials. We got all kind of games, man. We got the pool tables popping. Whatever you want, we got you, man. Come on out. Have a good time with us each and every Saturday night. That's Clicks Sports Bar, Memphis. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.